This is Andy Lewis, and you're listening to The Norse Mentality. What's up, guys? I hope that you are having a glorious day. Me and Cody are going to knock out an episode before we hit the woods and go camping for the night. And this is a Q&A question that someone submitted for the podcast. And it's pretty solid. There's a couple different components in this. So it's kind of like two to three different questions, I think. But either way, I think it's gonna be very valuable for everyone. And it's something that I think a lot of people kind of struggle with, especially when you care about other people, which we all care about someone to a very high degree. But anyways, Cody is going to tackle the reading part. All right. So we're going to start with a little bit of background and then kind of hit the question at the end. I'm looking for points and guidance on how to be less intense, but still getting the point across with as little bullshit as possible. I want to help more people around me. I'm a very straightforward person and can be labeled as too intense at times for the average person. I understand people go through tough times, but I also know that you can crawl out of those pits of hell with work and consistency. A small description as to why I'm a bit more intense than most people is because I grew up in a very fight or flight environment where if I didn't do what was needed or what I was told, I would be abused or disciplined quite harshly, both physically and verbally. I've definitely carried over the mentality of either get shit done or get out of the way. This can be toxic at times, but also helpful when applied correctly. How would you approach someone that you know could be doing better, but obviously isn't? It's hard to deal with this kind of stuff when you see someone that you care about not pushing themselves or maybe they're addicted to drugs and alcohol and they're just kind of in a downward spiral and you just want to kind of grab them and smack the shit out of them and be like, hey, get your shit together. But at the end of the day, you can't really help people. I mean, you can to a certain degree, but people have to want to help themselves first. That's it. You can fight tooth and nail on this kind of stuff, but unless that person wants to help themselves, you're wasting your time, you know, and that is energy that you can be devoted towards working on yourself because that's an ongoing process too. So that's the unfortunate reality of this kind of stuff. I've been there. You've been there. Everyone has. When you see someone that's being self-destructive and you want the best for them, but they just, they don't see it for themselves. And, you know, he talked about the pits of hell and that's a very good point, but you need to really kind of take a step back and realize that everyone has to get to that point. Sometimes you have to reach rock bottom in order to realize that you're messing up and to build yourself up back from there. And in my opinion, that's when you need to be there the most. Yeah. You know, there's times even right now, I know people and I see them going downwards. And, you know, I've tried to give them a little bit of advice if they want it, but I know at the end of the day, unless they want to help themselves, it's not going to happen. And I know that eventually they're going to reach rock bottom and I will be there to help them when needed. But until then, you kind of just got to take a step back and unfortunately kind of watch the train wreck take place. That's my personal opinion on it. What do you think? Like you said, that person has to see the issue and the issues they're causing to the people around them, which, you know, from an outside perspective is very easy to do. But while you're going through whatever you're going through, kind of going through that downward spiral, you typically don't see everything from a clear point of view. Yeah. Especially, you know, you you don't see like the subliminal, you know, maybe messages you give to your close friends and family, um, lashing out, you know, projecting your, your emotions where, you know, 
it's being caused by whatever you're going through and it's not actually who you are as a person. Right. But you're exactly, exactly right. If this person doesn't see the issue, they're going to hear you, but it, it's not going to change. Well, let's use weight loss as an example, because that's probably the biggest problem in the country and in most other parts of the world as well is obesity, you know, and we all know people that you're just like, damn it, eat right. Yeah. Go to the gym. You want to drag them in there almost and be like, this is how you do it. But I've been in that position before. When you see someone like, say, your mom or dad and they're overweight and you know they say they want to work out and all this stuff and you're trying to convince them to go to the gym and you're like, I will show you what to do. 90% of the time, you're wasting your time because they don't actually want to lose that weight. They might go with you one time, but unless they really want that for themselves, they're not going to do it. Unfortunately, if we're going to use that as an example, sometimes it takes, you know, being hospitalized for something, uh, something very tragic happening physically, you know, and being well, like, my weight's the issue. Maybe I should do something about it. And I would consider that their rock bottom at that point. Exactly. But that's what's bullshit is we as human beings don't realize that we're making mistakes and that we need to pump the brakes and take a different direction until we reach rock bottom. Or until we are hospitalized because we've been eating McDonald's for 25 years, even though we know that's bad for us. Or because we smoke cigarettes for 40 years, even though everyone knows that cigarettes are bad. Oh, it's not going to hit me. It's not going to get me. And what people don't realize as well is that, say, when you smoke cigarettes, well, whatever, like I'll smoke till I die. You don't just die from cigarettes. You get lung cancer. And then that could last five years. And then you could be on a breathing apparatus. And you could be just a miserable, miserable person. And in pain and not able to talk because you have throat cancer or something of the sort. You just don't die overnight from it. Like no. that's what people think though. They're like, oh, I'm just gonna keep doing what I do. And if I die from it, whatever. That's not really how it works out. You know what I mean? Same with like alcohol. People that drink all the time, they get cirrhosis. And then <laughs> that's a nasty thing. Your body starts shutting down, but it doesn't just shut down overnight and you don't wake up. You go a year, two years. I just had an uncle that died of this shit, actually. I think it went for about 15 months until he finally passed away, but there was nothing that they could do for him. Nope. And I'm sure that he had the thought process so that, oh, whatever, you know, if I die from it, I die from it. But that's what's bullshit is that it takes most people reaching rock bottom to make a change, but you might not have that change. You really might not have it. I know we kind of got off track with this, but that's an important thing that people need to realize. If you know that you shouldn't be doing something, stop doing it. It's as simple as that it's to a certain degree. I know it's not like you. sometimes you can't just stop overnight, but if you know you shouldn't be doing something and you hear that voice in your head, why do you keep doing it? You're aware of your self-destructive habits and yet you just continue to do it. What do you think about that? Because I'm really like, I. that's a part of me that I'll go and pat myself on the back for it. When I realize I'm messing up with something, I shouldn't be doing it. I start taking action immediately. Absolutely. Any sound person is going to do that. Yeah. Anybody that works on themselves like you do, you know, like I do, you're going to understand when you're, when you're messing up. Why do you think that is though? That people just, they just kind of, oh, I'm doing this and I shouldn't, but I'm going to continue doing it until I just completely ruin my life. Uh, because change is uncomfortable. Good point. And I think that's the direct root of it, man. Yeah. You know, breaking this habit that you know is self-destructive, you've already made that conscious decision that you're going to keep doing it. So not only are you fighting whatever you're going through, you're fighting your mind pretty harshly. Right. 
and I just realized something as well. I am worked up right now thinking about how many people are out there doing exactly what this dude is talking about. But here's the thing, guys. All I can do is make this podcast, put information out there that may be valuable to people that are wanting to change their life. And then I work on myself. That is the best thing that you can do for anyone is to work on yourself. Stop worrying about what everyone else is doing. That is their life. You need to focus on yours. And if you have kids, focus on your kids. And if you have a spouse, make sure that they're doing okay. But even with that, even in relationships, the other person can only help themselves. And I've been in that situation where I'm banging my head against the wall trying to make this person happy that doesn't want to be happy exactly. out of their own decision. You can't make other people happy and you can't stop other people from doing self-destructive things unless they want to do it themselves. So all you can do is work on yourself and become a better person and lead by example and then hope that by your example, they see you and they go, shit, they're killing it. They're in shape. They're healthy. They're happy. They're making money. They're killing it. I want that for myself. And maybe, just maybe, they will come to you and say, how did you do this? Can you help me? But very rarely does that happen. For one, people don't want to ask for help, which is absolutely ridiculous to me. Oh, yeah. If I need something from someone, which I actually, let me back up. It's not ridiculous because I was like that the majority of my life. I was too. Even opening up this gym, I did that by myself. I had people that would help me and I just, I just didn't want to be a burden. I didn't want to bother them. I, you know, and I did it all myself and it's completely unnecessary. And now I have such a great community around me of friends and stuff like that, that I don't have an issue asking other people because a lot of times they want to help. You know what I mean? Just like I want to help you or anyone else for that matter. But if you see, maybe you're someone that's on the other end of this and you are dealing with shit right now and you just can't get it together. If you see someone that does have it together and you're friends with them, ask them, what do I need to do? But be sincere and don't waste their goddamn time. Ask them for advice and follow the advice because that's another thing. Oh, I want to lose weight. This is how you lose weight. And then you see them eating bang, bang shrimp at bone, bonefish, which I just said that because that was a personal experience of mine. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know, they're, they say they want to do this. You waste your breath telling them and then they don't do it. So if you are someone that's struggling with something and you want to ask someone for advice, don't bother asking them for advice unless you actually want to make the change. And you need to have that conversation with yourself. You're going to have to shock your ego. You're going to have to put that aside. You're going to have to understand that, that everyone goes through something. At some point in their life, everyone has been through some bullshit. You need to. Yeah. That's a beautiful part of life. When it's happening, it sucks. It's terrible. Especially when you're at rock bottom, you know, and you can't get out of bed because you're so damn miserable with your life. But you know what? You put the damn feet on the floor, you get up, and you get moving. And it's one step at a time. I mean, I've been there, and that's literally what it was. I'm like, I had this voice in my head, and all, all I kept saying to myself was keep moving forward, keep moving forward, nonstop. Because I knew that I just had to keep pushing through this and that eventually it would end. And it did, but it lasted 13 months probably of just straight suffering. Yep. But that's the voice in my head. Keep moving forward. When I woke up in the morning and I just did not look forward to life in general, existence, I got out of bed and I got moving. That's not a good feeling. No, it's terrible, but we've all been there. But because of that suffering, you grow from it. You know, and I don't think you have to suffer in order to grow. If you can avoid mistakes, kind of what we're talking about, you know, with this topic, if you can avoid mistakes, 
then do that. Absolutely. But sometimes it takes getting to rock bottom for you to realize just what you need to do. And also in the case of, you know, just depression or something like that, you have to reach rock bottom to realize just how beautiful life is when you are so miserable and then you get that taste of happiness and you go, oh my God, I miss this so much. I forgot what this was like because I've been to a point where I did not think I would ever be happy again because I went so long without it. That depression was a habit. Yeah. It's almost like it replaces that happiness feeling. It does. It does. And then you actually start thinking, what if I'm never happy again? Of course you're going to be happy again. Life is a cycle of ups and downs. Everything is a cycle of ups and downs. Everything is constantly changing. That's the way of the universe. That's the way shit works. But when you're in the thick of stuff and you're just like, my life is never going to get better, you got to keep moving forward. But you got to do that for yourself. You have to want that for yourself. And I think that's the most important thing as well when you are just dealing with shit, don't ever allow that negative self-talk to go on longer than, you know, a minute or two. When I say, when you start hearing that voice saying, I'm never going to be happy again, you have to tell it to shut the fuck up. And it's like, no, I will be happy again. Or I will be in shape. I will be healthy. If you're broke as shit, I will be wealthy. I will have all this stuff that I deserve. But you have to want that for yourself. The last paragraph that I read about, you know, fight or flight environments coming from kind of broken households. It is completely up to you to evaluate your upbringing and your childhood and understand that maybe those situations weren't the most ideal for growth and work through those traumas. Absolutely. You have to. You have to take a step back and you really have to dig into your past. We block a lot of that shit out, man. God knows I do. But you really have to sit there and be like, what are the destructive habits that I obtained during my upbringing? And then you have to make an effort for yourself and for everyone else around you as well to get rid of those destructive habits. But until you take inventory of what those are, how are you supposed to change it? You really have to sit there and be uncomfortable with it. You know, and that it's going to take years and it's a never ending process. Unfortunately, those upbringing years are the most important fundamental stages of your life as far as growth and all development, all that stuff goes. And then you spend the rest of your life getting rid of all the bad shit. I have them. You have them. Everyone does. And if you don't, if you don't think you do, you're full of shit. Like no one had a perfect upbringing. No, if you don't think you do, you probably need to sit with yourself. No. And like, I love my dad. He, the dude is my hero. But just like everyone else, the dude made mistakes. And same thing, I, I kind of grew up in the same household that this guy did. You know, fight or flight, not, really, not really knowing. I picked up destructive habits. And over the years, I've made a point to get rid of them. But here's the beautiful thing about this whole, you know, my story. My dad has done the same. My dad started doing this years ago. You know, 15, 20 years ago, my dad started working on himself and you know, the destructive habits I'm talking about, those were like early in my life. And then by the time I was like 10 or so, my dad, like he was really making an effort. And then from that point forward, like it was solid. But either way, I still had destructive habits and I didn't really start realizing them until I had a kid myself. And then I'd catch myself doing the same stuff. And I'm like, no, this is not okay. So for one, like don't, don't necessarily judge your parents. Don't hold a grudge against them. That is a waste of time. You don't want to live your life with grudges. There's no point in it. 
it's negative energy and it's just going to hold you down. It's going to make you pissed off and it's just, there's no point in it. Forgive. And I'm guessing this dude had parents that weren't the best. Whatever. They probably tried their best. I can guarantee you they most likely tried their best. And the reason that they are how they are is because of their parents. Absolutely. And their parents and their parents. It's a generation thing, but it's up to you to break it. It's up to you to break these destructive habits that have been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And everyone can do it. That way, your kids don't have the same issues. That reminds me a lot of a video you sent me a while back. What's that? Uh, the, I believe it was Dr. Bruce Lipton. And he was talking about subconscious programming and how from the age of when you're born to seven years old, your brain's in theta state, your imagination state. And that's where you pick up a lot of your subconscious behaviors, which at that age comes from your parents. Well, here's the unfortunate part about that fact. And whenever you're in theta state, you're most acceptable to outside opinions, by outside behaviors, by just that. That's when you're taking in the most into your subconscious. That's actually why you have late night info commercials is because late at night you're in theta state and these people know that. So that's why they start trying to sell you shit at night you say 12 or one in the morning, whatever, is because they know that you're in theta and you're more acceptable to what they're going to be feeding you. And from the age of birth until seven to eight years old, you're pretty much just taking everything in. You are yeah, a, sponge. a sponge. You know, that's a, that's a cliche, but it's true. It like you true. are a sponge. And then they even say, however you are by the time you're four years old is how you will probably be for the rest of your life. And when I found that out, I was like, I've got to make sure that this little girl could have a daughter. I have to make sure that I'm doing my absolute best to make sure that she is polite, happy, respectful, make sure that she is a good kid because if she's a little shit, you know, and then when, you know, that I don't want her to be a little shit for the rest of her life. No. Yeah. That's a good point though. You know, you, that stuff gets buried into your subconscious. And you don't even realize it sometimes. No, but that's, that's self-awareness. Observe yourself observe your thoughts observe your behaviors observe your emotions at all times stop worrying about what other people are doing and start focusing on what you are thinking start focusing on what you are doing wrong because you're doing stuff wrong i do it on a daily basis still so do you yeah but most of the time i can catch it and i'm like hey dude stop and it might take a month or two to break that habit but i will break that damn habit eventually the moral of this whole podcast, I guess, is you can't help other people unless they want to help themselves. And until you've helped yourself. Right. Which is an ongoing process. Always. You are the number one priority. And I know that sounds selfish, but it's the truth. You are the number one priority. You need to put yourself first. You need to make sure that you're healthy. You need to make sure that you're reading, that you're expanding your knowledge. You need to make sure that you're making money. You need to make sure that your stress is at a minimum if possible because otherwise it's going to bleed into everyone else around you. So once again, you cannot help anyone else until you help yourself. Make sure that you are the number one priority every day, even if you have kids, even if you have a spouse. Because here's the thing. If you have kids, you need to be the best example possible for them. How are you going to do that if you're the second priority? You you're can't. Not. So yeah, stop stop worrying about whatever what everyone else is doing. I know you care about them, but until they want to make a change for themselves, it's not going to happen. And you're it, you might as well be slamming your head against the wall. Let's talk about intensity. 
Intensity. He did bring up intensity. Too intense. It's not a thing. Intensity is very subjective. You know, what might be intense for you might not be intense for somebody else or vice versa. So as, as far as approaching, you know, someone that you might be too intense for, if you put yourself in that person's shoes and learn how they learn or understand how they understand, how you approach that person is going to be make or break. You know, if this person's going through some stuff and, you know, they're vulnerable and you come at them very aggressive and headstrong, they're probably not going to accept, you know, what you're telling them as far as helping them very well. But if you kind of like sat down, you're a little bit softer, you know, you, you understood where they're coming from in their situation, the approach might be a little bit different. You need to have empathy for other people. You do. You need to put yourself in other people's shoes. You need to approach them as a friend and not an asshole. You know what's asshole behavior and what's not. And if you don't, don't bother trying to help anybody. Don't bother opening up your mouth because that means you need to work on not being an asshole anymore. It goes back to my point earlier. But at the same time, say from a different example, you're just worried about approaching new people and be like, oh, maybe they think I'm a little bit too intense. Who gives a shit? Who cares? People probably think that I'm an intense dude and you either love it or you hate it. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to change that. No. Intensity is energy. That's all it is. But you can be intense with yourself. You can be intense with your daily habits. You can be intense with getting shit done. When I say that, like I'm an intense person. Yeah, I am. But I'm intense in those ways. I'm intense with business. I'm intense with working out. I'm intense with living life to its fullest. Now, as far as everyone else goes, I will help you. I love helping people. That is what I live for. But I'm not necessarily intense about it. No, not unless I really need to be. Now, if you if you come to me with something and like you really want to get it done, I might be a little in your face about it, you know. But again, it depends on the person you're trying to help as well. You know, if they don't respond to that, then they're not going to regardless of what you say or do. I have a rule that I've developed over the past year or two. I will not help anyone more than once. And what I mean by that is if you come to me saying like, I'm dealing with this and you're asking me for advice, I will give you that advice. I will give you action steps. I will give you a plan of attack. And if you don't do that, do not talk to me about it ever again. That's a good point. I'm not wasting my time. I will help anybody. It could be a random stranger on the street. They come up to me, man, I'm dealing with this. Dude, how can I help you? Almost as if. But if like, I see that dude six months later and he's still doing the same shit, don't bother talking to me about it, man. And even close friends, relatives. If I'm going to take my time to generally help you, because that's the thing, I'm not just going to blow smoke up your ass. I'm going no. to tell you exactly what I think. And I'm going to spill my guts out and be like, this is what I think you need to do. And you can either take it or leave it. I don't, I don't give a shit either way. You, know, you don't have to do what I say. That's fine. If you don't think that's a good advice, then don't do it. Only you know what's best for you. But at that point, do not come back to me about the same topic and the same issue. I've already told you, man. My thought process hasn't changed over the past month or so. It's still the exact same. You already know what I said. You decided not to follow it. That's on you. I'm worried about other stuff now. As cliche as it is, you know, actions speak louder than words. If you come to me with something and I give you advice on it, and you take action and it still doesn't work, I can respect that. Right. You know, you tried. 
so I'll give you a little bit more of my time. Yeah. You know, you, you showing me you want to put forth the effort and l- you're actually listening to me. Oh, if you start taking giving, steps towards y- it, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. I will continue to help you until you reach that finish line. It doesn't matter if the steps I give you don't work for you. If you show me that you're about it and you're yeah. willing to put action into it. You got to be putting in the effort it. though. And that's, that's another good point that I'm glad you brought up. If you're taking effort towards it, then absolutely. All right. Maybe my approach wasn't best. You know what's best for you. This seems to be working for you. What can I do to help? And I will try my best. As long as you're making the effort on your end, and that's what it boils down to. If you're not making the effort on your end, and it's because I realize, I realize everything that we're talking about. And once that realization hit me about a year or two ago, I was like, okay, cool. I'm not going to waste my time anymore. I'm not going to bother trying to help these people that don't want to help themselves. I have one more point. What's that? You know, I think people can get to a point of wanting to help other people that it's detrimental to themselves. You know, you spilling your time and energy into people consistently, you know, which is draining, yeah. especially when there's no reward. You, you don't see that person wanting to do anything. Right. So I almost want people to be selective in where they put their time and energy into helping people as well. Yeah. You know, if if you recognize like a toxic behavior in someone approaching you for help and they're just almost like a, a vent section, but vent session, but stay in that victim mentality, you know, you, you need to take a step back and understand that that can have a negative impact on you as well. Yeah, absolutely. It bleeds over. You know, you, you pick up on their negative energy. So don't, don't allow that to happen. Once again, put yourself first. You're the priority. If someone's being negative as shit and they're draining you and not allowing you to get what you need to get done, don't waste your time anymore. And Take you can, a step back. You can do that respectively. You can be like, look, what you're going, I'm kind of going through some stuff like you are. Yeah. I just need some time, you know, communicate with people, let them know. And it's, it's way more respectful when you approach it that way. Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. Awesome. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode of the Norse Mentality. The Norse Mentality is a product of Norse Fitness. You can find us online at norsefitness.co. You can find me on Instagram at Andrew Cliff Lewis. And Cody, how can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Cody underscore Whitley. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll talk to you soon.